Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Oh, my God. Thank you for coming out. All right, you can fade that music all the way out now. Just get rid of that shit. What's happening? Let's open strong. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. It is, uh, it is my birthday, I will say that. Um, I, oh, shit, what is happening? What is happening? You were so mad at me for not introducing the show. You were fucking screaming at my wife. And you were like, where the fuck is Dave? And flipping out. I was doing that. And your friend, your friend Dave was getting you birthday cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm beside myself. This is so out of character for you. Oh, no, trust me. This was the most horrifying, heart-wrenching thing I've done in years. This was like hugging my dad. It's fucking horrific. I hate everything about so this. So who do I thank? You or your wife for making No, my you... wife had nothing to do with this. This is all my call, so fuck that... off. Okay, let's back up. <laughs> let's go from where you said you, you, you were okay. getting me my birthday. I'm going to try it again. Do I get a do-over? Yeah. That's really sweet, man. Thanks. Hey, thanks, I buddy. It. Happy birthday. <laughs> all right, have a good show. I'm going to be in the, probably be a little more fun, but I'll be over in the other show. <laughs> Dave Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so what's going on? I'm 51 years old. I don't, uh, I don't acknowledge that on a day-to-day basis. Occasionally, I'll catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and go, holy fuck, when did that happen? Uh, but aside from that, I, I don't see any difference between me now and when I was 25. So I'm in denial, not unlike my mother, who is 37. So, <laughs> but let's talk more about what's going to happen tonight. First of all, uh, I do want to say that I am, uh, this weekend, my, my, 50, my 15-year-old niece is in town, and uh, she came with me last night. She's here tonight. It's my brother's daughter. And I don't have children, so it's very in- interesting for me to engage with a 15-year-old for three days. I think I'm doing a good job. I'm a little insecure, but I find the best treatment for insecurity around children is to buy them whatever they want. So, so that's what we're doing. I, I'm like, what does your shitty father not get you? Let me buy you that. If it's not alcohol or drugs, we're, we're, we're good. But if you need someone to do drugs or alcohol with safely, I might be up for it. 
I don't do them anymore, but if you want to have an adult just watching you and ruining your fucking high, I'm, I'm your guy. That would be so pathetic if I let my 15-year-old niece smoke weed in front of me and I just sat there going, how's it feel? Still pretty good, right? I mean, I used to do it a lot, but I don't do it anymore, but it's good. Let me just smell it a little bit. Is there a little left over there? That would not be a, a good message. So this, this panel is going to be uh, ladies, and I don't want you to think like, I guess Marin's making up for the lack of ladies on the show. I, I have as many ladies as I can on my show. I have many ladies as I can handle in, in my life, generally. Um, but like it's, it's, I'm excited about it because like I, I find that as I get older and now that I'm 51 years old, I should probably learn more about women and how to behave appropriately around them. We can, we could just start the show. We have a big show. Uh, you know what? But first, you know, I'm going to do something unorthodox because I, I feel like I've not given you what you, you deserve in an, in, in an opening segment. I will take some questions right now. Get on a mic. Take a question. What? What's up? Yeah, you. Hey. Is this, yeah. this on? Go ahead. Hey, um, my name is Chunky B. I met you last year at this particular uh, festival in, in, in a different... You were a problem last year. No, 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 no. Actually, you and I got along. Okay. I, I want to say thank you um, for uh, motivating me for my podcast. Uh-huh. I did 32 episodes since the last time I saw you. Okay. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I got 13,000 hits. Okay. That's supposed to be applause. Okay. Um, Okay, that's, that's big for me. Um, I, wanna, I don't want to put you on a spot right now because you motivated me to do a podcast, but I'm going to ask you right here in front of everybody, is there any chance you can get Aisha's phone number for me? Oh, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, I'll do that. Just I'll come up after the show. The show. Yeah, right. absolutely. I'll I'm give Chunky you B phone with uh, one degree of Chunky B at ChunkyB.TV. Mark, seriously, no. I adore everything you do. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and in response to everything you said, security, security. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was, uh, that was exciting. Maybe not a great idea to take questions. Um... <laughs> Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. My first guest is, a, is an amazing comedian. She's a close friend. Uh, she, she had a couple of shows on television that, that some people enjoyed. Um... <laughs> I, that's an honest intro. Whitney Cummings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you, Whitney. Hey, <laughs> you're right in my face. How are lot. you? How are you? This is good. Is it? Yeah. Good. Boundaries. Do you think... 
<laughs> Do you think this isn't going well? This is going really well. Oh, good, good. Thank good. you. That's good. all. Uh, Whitney Cummings, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, <laughs> everybody. No, I think it's good. I feel I think like you panicked and, and asked someone to ask you a question, but it's just going phenomenally well. well okay, so you've got, the, you've got the window into my psyche, and that's what right. happened. I panicked. I'm like, right. maybe we can improvise a little bit. Right. Something will happen in the moment. Right. A lunatic got on to promote yes. his podcast. <laughs> Which, by the way, now I kind of want to go to his podcast, frankly. He's doing it in the hallway, if you'd like to... <laughs> Um, no, he's a, he's all right guy. He, I think he disrupted the show last year, but the, it's really that. But no, it's a tricky situation where you've got the guy that comes up to you and, and is sort of like, "Man, I fucking love you, but I want you to die." You know, like <laughs> yeah. Now you know what that. it's like to be a woman yeah, all okay. the time. <laughs> this is what I'm learning. That's Do you have to deal with that? Yeah, that's kind of the deal. Like what? what I uh, want to fuck you, but if you don't fuck me, I want you to die. But that's, I love your show. Does that happen? I don't hear that a lot. Um, <laughs> But I do, yeah, I think that guys view women as like, I either want to fuck you or kill you. Nothing in between, right? I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I like to think I'd like to understand and then yell. Oh, yeah? So there's, yeah, like, <laughs> I'd like to try to understand, then get frustrated, blame myself, and then say, why the fuck would I do that? It's her fault. Do you feel and like no you've fuck. made some progress with understanding women recently? <sighs> <laughs> I've learned to, to just quiet down a little. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to be heard. Sometimes we don't want to solve the problem. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> that, by the way, that's not what I sound like. Buh, buh, buh. That's, that's I what like I hear. I'm, I that's what I hear. It's like the, the Charlie Brown voice. I feel well, like... Blah, 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 I, blah, blah, blah. I like to think I'm a little more feminine no, than that. No, of course I'm listening to everything you're saying. And uh, yeah, I, I'm learning how... <laughs> Look, I'm getting old. I can't. Like, I I don't blame myself right. for for everything, but I think I'm I'm learning to understand. I've known you for a long time. Yeah, I know. I, I there you have changed. I have. Yes. Her and I. The first time we worked together, I think it was like what within months of my wife leaving me. Yes. Right. Yes. And and we were in La Jolla. You did not keep that a secret. Yes, I did not keep that a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we were working in La Jolla at the comedy yes. store, and we were staying in that horrible condo. And I think it like. Can you believe that we stayed in a condo together? No, I remember it very well because I think by the end of the week, and I was like, why can't you just fuck me? <laughs> I mean, because I'm sad. Yeah, Look at no, me. I need I know. help. I Did it get that bad? Well, it's like, who wants to fuck a sad guy? And I think you were there's doing, a few ladies <laughs> in here that. He, no, he was go. much more the, sad back the then. The guy whose podcast he just announced, he. He's, he's more than willing to fuck a sad guy. No, I think it was... But all you did was talk about your wife. And so it was kind of hard That to, sounds hot, man. <laughs> I know. I did kind of want to, like, beat yeah, her yeah. in terms of getting I, her attention. Yeah, I've got game, man. <laughs> yeah, wait. Here's, here's my opening line. Fuck her. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? Yeah, like, you would do... You're, like Because we did shows. We were yeah. doing stand-up. So you would do both shows, like, two hours just talking about her. And then you're like, hey, will you fuck me? I'm like, I don't feel special. <laughs> This feels terrible. I don't think, I think you helped me out. I don't think I came we on that We went for hard. a run, as I recall. We went through a run. We, we went, went jogging. To the, we went to the health food we store. We ran from our demons. We ran from our, from our demons. We did. We took a jog on the beach and we went to It was to intense. I remember it being intense. Because I was still talking. But, there's but, not, there's a, this, the sad guy running. Yeah. That, that's not the best running partner. It's like, no, I think I feel good. I'm not even thinking about it. Oh, now I am. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then yeah, we went to a health food store. Mm -hmm. And you it. you lived your delusional I sort of. 
I did. I was yeah. in a lot of denial back then. Yeah. I was very lost back then. Yeah. And another thing that you did that I remember that I loved so much is that you were on stage one night, which is such a testament to how much comedians need to do stand-up. Like, you guys think that this is, like, fun for us? It's not fun. There's nothing fun about this yeah, horrible. Don't tell them we enjoy our jobs. Uh, yeah. by, by <laughs> and it was like, you had been doing a show. The show was at 10.30. The shows were, the second shows are really late down there. Yeah. And you had done, like, two hours. And yeah. you told the audience, if you want to go home, go ahead. But I'm going to keep going. <laughs> People were like, okay. Some people did he leave. Gave us the out. <laughs> and then you just kept going for like another hour. I think that's some weird fantasy I have that there's like, and I've talked about it on stage sometimes <laughs> where like I just wanted to get to the point where people are like, I don't know if he's gonna stop. <laughs> And it's like, we're beyond funny now. We're into something else. It does become like this yeah. sort of like witnessing this portrait of insanity. Right. Of like, so, is he, does he need us or do we need him? But I think I really, I just wanted it to get to like, you know, to where everybody leaves and there's only like the two nicest people left. <laughs> or and most codependent I, people. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then I just go, get the fuck out. <laughs> and then I don't fucking respect you. What yeah, kind yeah. of asshole waits Why here? Why would you stay this long, <laughs> <Fuck>. freaks? <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. that's. I remember just loving that. Those so days much. are over, though. I feel I want nothing more than for people just to stay through all my bullshit. Yeah, but that's not even true. The other night, I, uh, I did an hour and a half, and I thought, like, you know, I'm boring myself. I said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I like your it. thing now, where you do like your inner monologue or like your guy who's oh, yeah. watching you. Yeah, the the reviewer. You get to comment on your own stand-up. The inner blogger who's reviewing the show as <laughs> it's going on. I love that so much. Marin thinks the podcast is going pretty well, but there's part of him that still thinks it's not going well at all because the <laughs> People aren't really engaged or they're waiting for something, but Whitney's doing a really good job. I hope Mark has some questions for her or is able to get a few laughs during her, her time up there. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. More later. <laughs> That's my favorite part. More later. <laughs> That's my favorite. So what are you doing? Uh... uh... Uh, good segue. How did you? <laughs> but um, no, I like. I have a lot of respect for the fact that, like, you know, you're 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 out there. You're you fucking doing stand up every night. Yeah. You're working your ass off. You know, it's hard to have uh, a show. You know, get canceled, and it's hard to have two. You know, I still have get, one on though, right? But no, I know you're the producer. Right, but right. clearly, that's not enough for you to go like. I don't need to fucking do stand up. <laughs> like, so there's some party that's driven. Yeah. But like, in terms of when 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 Whitney got canceled, I mean, what, did you what were, did you go right back out and start yelling about yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I think that like, I mean, you you do a show and simultaneously do stand up, right? right? It's right. like I think that stand up is like our my at least my number one thing. I think a lot of people now do stand up to try to get something else. That's there, not yeah. that's not my Thing. They were I, always those people. Yeah. And, oh, really? Yeah. See, that's not. Stand up to me was the goal. Being a working stand up, to be able to pay my bills doing stand up mm. was all I ever wanted. And yeah. then this other stuff happened, which was great. I couldn't, you know, I had no, I was a kid. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Right. And, uh, and then so I really missed doing stand up. Well, I kind of went insane. Yeah. I realized how. How did that manifest I, it itself, was Whitney? You, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't see you at all for like a couple years. <laughs> no, I, I wrote, I was like, she's got to deal with it. It's like when, when a, a mafia person goes, to prison like they're, they're they're on their own i remember doing your podcast right before the, all the show the shows got picked up yeah I mean, when you're all full of hope yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what's happened you were like you think this is gonna work out i was like no mark i'm gonna make it <laughs> but it and did you work like, out you're making retard. money while you sleep now yeah no i mean i don't people think i have i don't have that much money i mean i tour to make money it's I mean, okay you can have money i, I mean, don't I, I mean you don't have to undersell it i don't i mean i don't i tour to make money i have a very expensive family i have to take care of my family you do yeah Which, yeah i'm like, like in like a basketball player or something like all my family 
Yeah. That you have to buy you. them cars That's what and got stuff? Them. Um, I did buy, yes, I did have to buy someone a car. You did? Yes, I did. They, with, with, well, what? this is what's so fucking amazing is that I grew up poor, okay? And my family has always been poor. And then all of a sudden, they, I think that people think when you get on TV that you automatically have like $20 million. Not true. Not true. <laughs> but I think that that's people's perception. And so my sister who, like, we've always been poor. As soon as I was like, okay, I guess, you know, I need to get you a car. I moved her to Los Angeles. She's sending me links to BMWs and oh, Mercedes. Really? We've never had my BMWs. My birthday's coming up. <laughs> Today, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you can look at fucking, look, I'll get you a Camry. You're not going to get a, a Hummer, yeah. you asshole. Right. Like, people get entitled for you right. in a weird way. So. And what'd you get her? I got her a Camry, a white Camry. It's a beautiful car. It's beautiful. And what'd she say? Uh, after she wrecked it or before she wrecked it? <laughs> she wrecked it on Fairfax and Melrose. So if any of you were involved in that, fuck you. Um, <laughs> how, yeah. how soon after are you getting it for? Did she wreck it? Uh, uh, a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, that's a day. I mean, what so, do you, that's a no good deed goes on, you know. So yeah, codependence so, breeds resentment. You know we that. Talk, we talk a lot about codependence. Yeah. You and me. Yes, we do. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people understand it exactly. I think it's exactly. a tricky term. I think it's thrown around. I think a lot of people, I think codependence in its like prosaic term, like colloquial sense is like just means that you're like not independent, you're codependent. Whereas yeah. codependent really means that you put other people's needs before your own. Right. To your own detriment. And yeah. then it makes you start to hate them. Yeah. And you're yourself. You're so nice to, yeah, and yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I've had that happen. Here's what, here's what I've noticed about myself is that I will, here's how my codependency works is that I will let myself, like I will bend over backwards to try to accommodate any, whoever I'm with, yeah. like all the time. Yeah. And then when it's not received the way I think it's received, yep. then I get angry, which is where I came up with the concept of the alpha doormat. <laughs> I, I am an alpha doormat. Yeah. Which is basically like, whatever you need, whatever you need, whatever you need. I don't feel like you're really appreciating me. <laughs> you fuck you. Fuck you. It's like, I That's didn't, I didn't ask for any of those things. I don't I didn't, give a fuck. Okay. I'm trying to make you happy. Okay, I, but I didn't, I, 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 oh, I said thank you. What oh, more do you want? Oh, it's not enough. Is that what you're no, saying? No, it it's is not enough. enough. I said it was enough. Then why don't you act like it's enough? What do you want? How? You want me to suck your dick again? They, yeah. <laughs> As someone who does that, it's like call, being pathologically thoughtful. You're yeah. pathologically thoughtful, I right? love that way that sounds. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Pathologically thoughtful. Yeah. I well, love look. this little... By the way, my favorite thing... I love that you guys get to see him do this live because my favorite thing about <laughs> when you do your podcast or your stand-up yeah. is even when you're killing and doing so well and you're talking, yeah. and if you're listening, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you go like this... Yeah, and you like push into your forehead like it's you get so in. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? This thing that you do, yeah. like you have a migraine I'll all the time. I'll tell you exactly what's going on. Let's engage the blogger. All right, now Marin wants to disappear, <laughs> and he thinks that if he does this, no one's watching, and he's all alone <laughs> in his special space because he just needs a second. He just needs a second because everything's gotten emotionally draining for him. Hey, you guys. So. Um, <laughs> You think you're like an ostrich or something? No, there's part of me that thinks like, they can't see me now because I have my hand on my face. No. So, okay, uh, this is one thing I wanted to do with everybody up here because you're women. Uh-oh. Is I have a 15-year-old niece who's, uh, you know, she's looking down the, 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 the barrel. Is she in here right yeah, now? Yeah, we don't oh, need to. Yeah. She's Sorry. looking down the barrel of, of, of a life. Yeah. 15 years old. Yeah. What, what were you doing and how, how did it... What, when I was 15? Yeah. Oh, God. I had uh, the funny version or the real version? Do you want a bit? Let's go back and forth. Let's mix it up a little bit. Oh, okay, I'll do the truth. You do the bit part. 
I'm, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, oh God, I'm trying to make it this sound less dark. I, my parents. No, because it's a success story because you're here now. Right, I made you, it. I'm yeah, on, right. I made you Sophie made it, Tell. Right, you made it out um, of whatever's about, whatever's about to happen right now. We you, did you, it. Yeah, okay. When so. I was 15, I was unconscious. I had no idea what was, was happening. Like, you, I mean, me- metaphorically speaking, okay. I wasn't, I was not in a coma or right. anything. But that would have been a horrible story. I yeah, was I was like, I was disassociating. My parents had, I, my parents were failures as parents, and so I was like sort of very alone when mm-hmm. I was fifteen. I had an eating disorder when really? I was fifteen. Yeah. What kind? Uh, just anorexic. Oh, okay. I think that's what you call just starving myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that people are laughing. That's good. That's smart. Um, I was just like a mess. I think I was trying to like hide. Yeah. I, I it was just before drugs was around then. Yeah. A little earlier yeah. than then, my sister started doing drugs really young. Uh-huh. But I wasn't good at drugs. Like right. I was like I, I'm such a again people pleaser. I was just trying to take care of everybody. <laughs> I literally would be on. You were acid. what they called the guide. Yeah, totally. I'm the one that was like guarding. I was like, "How's are you okay? Are you hallucinating? I'll be over here. You guys you need, need fluids. Some, need some you need water. Fluids. I know. I was trying to take care of everyone. Um, okay. So, so yeah. it was bad. It was. I mean, it was. Everyone's got their shit, you know. But I had no idea what the fuck. I yep. wasn't a. Fu- I was playing basketball. I was very serious about playing basketball mm-hmm. um, when I was fifteen. And and what, what was it? Where was the moment where you're like, all right, I'm, everything's going to work out? I had that moment hasn't come yet. <laughs> Whitney will, Cummings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. My next guest made her break. I think she was like a child uh, living at her parents' house. <laughs> Is that true? Is it what kind of? No, Shelby. Like, how old are you when you came, moved up here? Oh, my God. And now she's a writer, and she's a genius on Twitter, and she's a comedian. Please welcome Shelby Farrow to the stage. I need to, I need to know your story. Cool. I don't know it. All right. Okay, here's, what, here's how I'm going to set up the first question. Are you happy? Welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Am I making people uncomfortable? Are you comfortable? No, no, no. I just didn't know I was going to get to sit so close. <laughs> well, here you are. How does it feel? It feels really good. It's weird, right? It's not draining. It's okay. No, it's Not fine. too intense. All of a sudden, you were on, on Twitter, and everybody was like, this, this girl's like a genius, right? Uh, yeah, they didn't say that to me. Right. <laughs> But you're hilarious, and like, and then what happened? Because I know that you're like, a, a, you were on Twitter, and everyone loved you. But like, you, were you living no. at home? Because you like, you yeah, can't... I was a child. Of course, I was living at home. I was 15. <laughs> and you were getting attention from all these weird comedy men. No, no, I, I mean, before I even joined Twitter or whatever, I was writing for, uh, I don't know, DearyCrack.com. Yeah. That's, I wrote for them for like a year and a half before when you were sixteen. When I was fifteen. Oh my god! And then that's what I was doing, and I was writing for like eHow. I don't know. I was just doing stuff like that, sort of just for fun. I, and I was doing stand up. I didn't like. I didn't like things. At fifteen, um, you were doing stand up. Mm-hmm. I did. I did open mics up in San Francisco. I wasn't doing well. And then, uh, and then, and then I got on Twitter like senior year or whatever, and it was just to keep up with like my friends who had graduated and uh-huh. like, keep each other right. laughing. Right. And people liked it. And then I was writing for stuff the whole time, and I got I got pretty lucky. I got a job pretty quickly when I came out here. I came down here for college, realistically. Now the the clarity of your end. <laughs> <laughs> See now, like this, like well, okay. So this is good for my fifteen-year-old niece. So at fifteen, is, is it? You were you were already knew you wanted to be a comedy writer. Yeah. And you just started doing it. Yeah. And you got work. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. Sure, but yeah, but I think that there's a lot of. I mean, this isn't funny, but I, I think there's a lot of other parts of my life that 
either may have suffered or I wasn't as mature in. Right. So it's not, I don't think that's that impressive. I've, I've been working since I was like old and since I was 12. Since I was old enough to camp council and coach swim team, I started doing it. I just like working. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's impressive. But being a camp counselor <laughs> makes more sense. You know, writing comedy, like you were, so you were a camp counselor and then you were a swim coach? Mm-hmm. I used to swim. Is that what we're going to bond just... over? Jesus. What? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, had a, I had a B time in, in breaststroke. I Nothing. was bad at breaststroke. You were, how could you be bad at that one? It's like the easiest one. It's a lot has to do with like if your body can physically hit your feet together. This isn't interesting. It's very interesting to me. How's your fly? It's really good. I did the 200 IM. You can butterfly really well mm-hmm. for more than like four strokes? Mm, not anymore, probably. Oh, I'm very impressive for four strokes of butterfly. Like if, you're, if I'm in a pool, I'll always knock those out. Just like, <laughs> boom. Just and to then, show everyone who's boss at the community right, exactly. center? Yeah. And then I'll just be like, that's all I can do right now because it's too <gasps> fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out. All right. So now where are you writing? Uh, well, I just finished up. I'm unemployed. I just finished up at uh, this new Paul Feig show for Yahoo. Yeah? And then, uh, so yeah. And you're just writing jokes. You wrote for Hardwick too? Yeah. Uh, I wrote for At Midnight. I wrote for this cartoon on FX that was swiftly canceled after a season. I, would uh, like... I don't really write jokes though. I, it's scripted. It's 30 minute single cam. How does that work? You just do like ideas? It's improvised? Uh, for a TV show or for no, At Midnight for, like, specifically? Like, no, like, what, you said you didn't write jokes, so what do you write for them? I mean, you break stories, and you oh, write yeah, scripts, yeah. and you have thing. a show. <laughs> do I you do, know yeah. the process? <laughs> so, how old were you when you first did stand-up? That, that might have been 16. That was my junior year, 16. Are you okay? Oh, God. And you just do, you just do like, an open mic? What do you did do? Did you just eat a yeah. candle? No. No, no, it's just... Uh, lozenges. I know. I don't want to eat these with me. I'll have one. So, okay, so you go, where'd you go on first? Uh, the brainwash up in San Francisco. The fucking laundromat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really look. nice. Yeah, Be- it's very people pleasant. People nostalgic for a very difficult alt-comedy gig. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember when I lived up there, you're like, you want to do the laundromat? It's like, no, I don't fucking want to do the laundromat. It's pretty tight, man. I Is don't it know. tight? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. It's like a cafe laundromat. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. And did, were, did, were you doing straight-up jokes? Uh, no. I, no, they were like... I mean, yes, they were jokes, but they weren't like one-liners. Yeah. I never, I've never wanted to be a one-liner comedian. Um, no, <laughs> in your long no, career like as a stand-up. <laughs> Look, well, I've become... spent a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, no, they weren't good though. I definitely, I definitely started. I was so so lucky that I got to do the shows I got to do right when I moved down here. Because I think if I had to do open mics in LA, I would have never fucking done stand up. But when cracked hired you, were you were they like, well, you're exactly the age we're trying to appeal to? Fifteen year old girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Well, uh, they don't. They have like an open submissions process in yeah. their forums where you like pitch ideas and then. If they like the idea, they accept it, and then they edit, I don't know, and then you write it. So it's just like an editorial process that anyone can do, anybody. They're really great guys. Um, Are they? I'm trying to shill for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're really nice. I'm so sorry. Did you graduate high school? Yeah, I did. Thank fucking God. Why? You don't need to. So you're just like, fuck college. I, you already are on your way. No, I actually, I mean, the, I moved down here ostensibly to go to film school at USC, and then I dropped out of that. You dropped Good out of film you. school? Yeah. It, it's so expensive. It's so expensive? It's so 
But so, isn't part of you like, you know, I better, you know, I better go to school and get a degree just in case nope. being a stand-up comic is some ridiculous pipe dream and it's going to become dark and fucked up? No. No, really? I'm pretty confident in the choices I've made in life. No, I, uh... <laughs> new generation of this is this is this generation fucking confident I can do anything I can live my dreams I'm talented we had my generation has no self esteem oh my god I love that you think I have self esteem (laughs) you do you think you can make it Um, for you (laughs) I still don't think that I think I'm lucky that I was wanting to write I didn't want I don't want I'm I'm the fucking person you guys hate I don't want to do stand-up for a living. He hates why everyone. That doesn't matter. Why, why would I hate you? I think that's a good choice. Yeah, I, I, like, it's smart. Do you see what stand-up does to people? Yeah, it's awful. Look at me! <laughs> <laughs> Look at her! It's, but it's which way around is it? Is it causation or correlation? Um, no, I mean, my thing is, like, look, if I... If I, if I, if I, if I <laughs> If I have to go back to school, if everything doesn't work out and I have to go back yeah. money-wise, what I want to do-wise, et cetera, it means that I, like, I'm going to go back for an education degree or a biology degree. I will have been so far fallen from what I want to do with my life that I'll have so many more things to reckon with right. than four years of school. Like That's how I think about it. Right. So you, like, you're saying if things don't, don't work out, you'd be like, fuck show business. I'm going to get... I mean, that's ostensibly what will have to happen. It's not like any job I'm trying to get. They're like, but where's that film school degree? Like, that's (laughs) never going to happen. So if I... They're like, oh, you performed at a laundromat? Perfect. (laughs) Or how about about that vague communications degree? What the fuck was that? You got one of those? Yeah. I, I know so it, many people are like, be, what, what I think is, it used to be for phone switches. I'm not fucking kidding. What, it used to be for what? I think it used to be for phone switches. This kid is a kid. I'm sorry, you're a grown man. <laughs> I'm a child. What do you yeah, mean you're the phone? youngest for person what? in here besides his niece, so. For, for what? Like phone switches. What like does that, that mean? Was, Are you kidding me? In the 20s, a phone switch, a line had to be physically connected to the other line. It's why you would call the operator. Right. Okay, all right, fine, fine. So you're saying that's where the communication like, degree like is. I love how that sped up you are. <laughs> She's like, God damn it, Marin, I don't have time for this shit. It was, it was just I'm 20 short years of like, old, I have places to be. It was just career. short of like, what don't you get, old man? <laughs> totally. It was so close to that. Totally. It, it, was, it wasn't your time, but it was in the past. People should know about it. I know what phone switching is. I just I didn't make the jump for the visual for the joke. I thought you were talking about some, some slang that I didn't understand. <laughs> he said as an old man. Phone switching does sound like a bonics, if you don't phone know. Phone switching? Yeah, phone switching. So, okay, so the, the, the journey for you is just to be a writer, maybe write a movie, and then, uh, and then like, sort of you know, make bank and, and live here in Hollywood. Sure. Why not, man? Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. How are they doing? Uh, they're, they're doing very well. I have two older sisters and a little brother. And your parents? They're doing great. Mike Everybody's... and Katie are fantastic. And they're happy with your decisions in life? Not even the tiniest. <laughs> Could well, not be more upset. Really? Yeah. Like, what do, what do they say to you? Well, they, I mean, they don't say anything to me. Uh, just to your sisters and do something talk to her sure I, I get very weirdly treated I, like I'm the black sheep in my family oh really in a big way yeah yeah you're the problem mm-hmm. I don't feel that I know <laughs> me neither <laughs> that's, that's a big problem <laughs> what did your what did your siblings end up doing uh, my oldest sister right now is in medical school she's a third year med student Ugh. and then I know I know <laughs> 
Um, and then my other sister graduated with a physics degree from Berkeley. A what? A, a physics, physics degree, degree from Berkeley? I know. Uh, again, I know. <laughs> and uh, she is now applying to grad school. She's working at a lab in the city. And then my little brother just turned 16. And, and, so he's and doing he's What a is boy. he doing? Playing Mozart in his sleep? He's really good at water polo and he's amazing at history. So. So it's not your fault. You've been bullied by your the ambition of your siblings and their weird uh, kind of intellectual uh, fortitude, right? You clap. <laughs> I did. I couldn't find a word. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. What are you going to do know. to compete with that? What's the physics equivalent of a half-hour comedy? I really don't think. I mean, I could go to the Oscars and they'd be like. Whatever. Yeah, they'd be like, well, your speech was a little half-assed. I'd be like, are you kidding me? You've got oh, they're those kind of parents? No, no, yeah. no. They're, my parents aren't. They're you just... Throw them under the bus, man. This is where you do it. <laughs> no, we just, we're not like a very uh, effusive family, uh-huh. I would say. Is your dad emotional. an academic? Yeah. He is? Yeah, he has like a PhD in physics and microbiology. Oh, God. This sounds like a hilarious household. <laughs> what? I can see why you went into comedy. I mean, the, the physics conversation at the table must have been awesome. Well, it's super lucky. I think all the time, like, I, like I, was, pretty, I was pretty good at school, and I, and I think that I could have done something with my life, but our family fought so much, and I was the only person who thought it was funny or, like, would be the only person to be like, hey, things aren't so bad, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, like, that's called denial. <laughs> exactly. What did they fight about? Like quantum theory? What, what? Our, our family fights insanely. Really? Yeah, but we'll now go at it. Your father must, does he fight with your sister about physics? Uh, no, no, but we'll fight. Like we'll just have some dumb argument about semantics or yeah, like about bacteria or some stupid shit that doesn't really matter and we could look up and we'll just get off on like a two-hour argument. Like a real... Like, we're arguing. Really? Arguing. About, like, I'll call my sister cunt about, ten times. Like, and then I hear it, and I'm like, oh my god, Allie, <laughs> let's go get donuts. What's happening here? <laughs> like, you called your sister cunt ten times? Oh, we do it all the time. I mean, we're just... I love, I, yeah, I'm a big fan not, of that word, but I apparently can't use it. I know. I feel bad. I don't think you I can't, learned you're it. You're allowed to use that word. Am I? Is it like a... Is, is cunt allowed, like Whitney? We can use it's it? A, no. <laughs> no? I don't. Here's the, I like the... It's just... I feel like it's a little played out. I'm pro cunt. Okay. I think That's it's just, it's more to me unoriginal. It's just not shocking anymore. What about for Oh, Colin? yeah. I don't think so. I think... But wait. But Colin... your dad calling you cunt? No, 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 no. It's... No. I That's don't... a different story. That's... I'm interested now. I'm listening. I feel like... I like no, when you call no, men do cunts. I like calling men cunts. Yeah. That's actually... I like that. Yeah, I do You too. doing it... You... I feel like you can use that word because you mean it. I think a lot of people throw it around for just like shock value and it loses I only it. use it for Twitter trolls. I, I literally, I like it's almost exclusively for I Twitter like seeing trolls. it written. When someone says it, it's just like, it's a little, it's a little jarring. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, sometimes. For, but I like that it's hard. I like the hard Yeah, it's like the verbal like, version of a cunt. rock. Jesus when Christ. you, it's like when you throw a cunt at somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it, it, game over. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like people throw it around now and it doesn't have that same value. It no, because if you just. But throw, see, I like that. I like, I want it to be used the way. In a colloquial sense. Yeah, kind, kind of. Because I think I learned it very late in life and I learned it past the point that swear words had not been fun anymore yeah. or powerful anymore. Yeah. So when you're like 13 and you find out like, oh, cunt, I think it was fucking Elijah Schlesinger said it on Last Comic Standing. <laughs> yeah. Or someone said on Last she Comic Standing. She said cunt Standing, on NBC? So, someone did. And it was like a big deal. Like, Ant was like, whoa, she went out of the gate with that. <laughs> and I was like 14. Like, like she upset Ant with cunt. <laughs> 
I don't want to. I'm, I'm scared that it wasn't Schlesing. I'm scared it was someone else, and this is whoever bad it press, was. But um, I'm just. I, I'm I glad she got a rise out of Ant. Yeah. But so, and then my mom was like, I don't want to tell you what it is. So it took two days of me going like, tell, tell me, tell me, yeah. tell me, yeah. tell me. And then finally she was like, oh, fine, it's cunt. And I was like, okay, whatever, man. Yeah. A fucking word. Cool. I think the message at this point is that we need to free the cunt for, for more casual uh, engagement. That you're saying yeah. that it would be nice to be able to go like, hey, how's, how are you cunts doing? <laughs> I like. Oh, I think there's something interesting about you saying it because you're so smart that if you're used, there's something uh, surprising about you using it and funny. But maybe I don't think I actually have opinions on this. I think I just didn't want to talk about my family. Like, do you have? Do you like, date? Do you date? Are you? Is it hard for guys to date you? Oh, <laughs> probably. Um, I would I don't not want to date you. Yeah, I, it no, would be intimidating, right? I don't date. I just, there's no point. I, it's, You're 20! <laughs> exactly. What? What? I'm not going to marry them. Damage do you have from guys? <laughs> None. It's just like, well, if we date, I'm, I'm not going to marry you. You're not going to marry me. I'm 20. That would be goddamn bonkers and insane. And, like, I think that if a girl doesn't really push, like, we should be in a relationship, it doesn't get pushed. Right. And I'm okay with that. So right. don't clap. Don't, don't applaud for my emotional You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't know. I don't like people. I don't you don't like the idea of dating? No, I don't. Okay, fine. That's, that's fine. Start so early you, with we, your cynicism. Good. We, we just, no, but she just doesn't want to call it that. You know, this is that, that same thing. There's a confidence to it. You know what I mean? It's like if you just, you're not dating, you're just sort of like, well, we're not dating, but we can hang out. And then you go away and I don't have to talk to you anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah it hasn't worked out great. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shelby. I, I hope it works out soon. No, things are really good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should, uh, we should oh um, close on something big. So what, what job are you trying to get right now? Oh, I'm trying to... Trying Where to, do you want to write? What would be a dream job? I'm trying to fuck pitch what? stuff. Oh, are you? I hate it. You're going into the room with the I guy? I like that you'll Not pitch, yet. but you won't date. <laughs> So much worse. Like, you know, take one type of judgment. Uh, at least they're not trying to fuck you. Uh, Jesus. Uh, um, what? Yeah, they are. <laughs> they will. What the fuck are you talking about? Literally <laughs> and figuratively. What? That's a thing. She got fucked hard twice. Just took her Ooh, show right hey. off the air. Twice. Right off the air. I watched it and I liked it. Whatever, man. I know. I, I did too. I watched one or two and I enjoyed them. <laughs> I you did not even watch that. I sure I watched it. Are you kidding? I was like, it was judgment time. Yeah, that must be fun. So like, <laughs> I the, would have loved okay, your okay, commentary I, on it. Just you. Oh. <laughs> Are you guys hiring? What? Nothing. Shelby Farrow, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. It's my birthday. I can fucking eat this. Do you want? Do you, uh, Do you want anyone? Do you want a piece of cupcake? No, I actually am allergic to wheat. You are? Yeah, I found are out. Are you really, though? Because I think that's sort of a bullshit allergy. No, no, gluten's fine. Oh. So I could buy, like, wheat-free flour and then add gluten back to it if I wanted to. Oh. Which do, you I have have is it really do you have celiac? I don't have celiac. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> and on a high note. <laughs> it's great. This next woman is... Uh, one of, the, one of the funniest people ever, and uh, she's been in show business a long time. You might know her as the, uh, the, the, vo- the voice of Bobby Hill. You might know her from her recent appearances on The Louis Show. Please welcome Pam Adlon to the stage. 
Happy birthday. Thank you. So fucking good. That's I'm monitoring my daughter's Ubers, and uh, my 17-year-old just cock-blocked my 14-year-old's Uber. <laughs> what is, how's that, what do you and mean? she's in Venice with, like, five skateboarders. So, <laughs> so this is happening as it's, um, it's unfolding now? I'm, smell- I'm smelling the mic. <laughs> Pam. It smells good. Pam. Sorry. How are you? Hi. It's nice to see you. Let's focus up. All right. So, are you good? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I can always be somewhere and it's like stress free. I'm sitting at the end of the thing and like I'm writing, where are you? Who's getting an Uber? <laughs> yeah. I was listening to you and I feel very proud as the second oldest person in this fucking room. <laughs> Fuck all of you. How long have you been in show business? Um, How, when was the first? Well, one? I grew up in it. Yeah. You don't put your lips on it, right? No. <laughs> How many? Who was just in here before? I don't know. It's, like, uh, they're relatively this thing. They're, they're relatively um, clean. I'm so OCD. I'd prefer the rope, the cord under the yeah. table, but whatever. Um, I grew up in it. My dad was a writer producer, and so I grew up on sound stages, and I started acting. When I was young, so. So you've been in this shit forever. Yeah. And was shit. there ever times where you're like, "Get me the fuck out." Um. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when I've had to do, like, yeah. when it's when you're around people that you don't want to hang around. When you have to, when you have to work with people yeah. that you don't actually want to work with, is when you go, "What the fuck am I doing this for?" Yeah. But all the rest of the time. I've loved it my whole life. I, you know, I grew up in it. I watched my dad do it, and I always knew that I wanted to be part of it, and I always, like, pretended to be, like, the guy running the show when I was, like, 11 years old yeah. and, and all you, of that. I you told the, you that. Yeah, the precocious kid on the set. Yeah. What was I, the first role that you did, though? Was it the, the TV um, stuff? I was probably... God, what was it? Um... Maybe it was a Mexican pudding commercial that wasn't approved by the FDA. We had to do it in Spanish. I wore the dress I wore to my brother's bar mitzvah. In the commercial, we shot it at the Beverly Hilton Hotel. I was very excited. It was and a banned pudding commercial. Is it was it was a Mexican pudding. But like, but it was illegal somehow. Yeah, it wasn't. It, yeah, it was banned. It was. It wasn't approved by the FDA, so we had to do it in Spanish. It doesn't have to be approved if it's a vitamin. Oh, that's or an herb. You mean? Yeah. We are yeah. learning yeah. shit tonight. I know. Pudding I'm proud of Shelby. She's like one of my kids. So. But the, so what they so it was banned because it wasn't approved by the, the FDA, but they were just going to sell it in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, fuck it. Let's do just it do it. it in Mexico. <laughs> they won't care. So, so that was the first. Yeah. And then like later, I guess, like significantly, I played the role of Angel, the Christy McNichol part in the pilot of Little Darlings. <laughs> never nothing, aired. Nothing. Silverman would appreciate that. But yeah, never aired. But yeah. uh, I was Angel, a much coveted. <laughs> Role yeah. for all the butchy, Jewy, Italiany, Mexicany girl, boy, women, men, people, and uh, and then um, my first movie role was I was Dolores in Greece too. So 
you know. Uh, yeah. Did you sing and dance? Fun. Yeah. Did we you... sang, we danced. <laughs> Alan Carr made faggy jokes at me. I was in heaven. <laughs> I was in heaven. It was great. Tab Hunter was like knitting and needle pointing and backstage? Yeah, That's it was he... like, it was crazy. He told me that Rosie Greer taught him how to needlepoint. It was amazing. <laughs> like, I was hanging out with all these 30-year-olds. I was 14. I was like, dude, whatever. <laughs> Needlepointing men. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. And then, like, but what was the big, we were on Facts of Life? Was that the I one? I was on Facts of Life. For a bunch of them, right? Yeah. Do you, like, do Thank people you. remember that from their childhood? I was obsessed with that show. I totally was so excited when... I got the part, and then they fucking edged me out. They were like, we don't want new bitches in here. Why? What happened? I don't know. They just, you know, they were like a group. They were like a clicked-out group. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. You there was note? the Christian, the butchy one. The... <laughs> and which one were you exactly? I was the one who, you know, like they made, like I ended up going on, and then uh, my character robbed Edna's edibles. <laughs> you don't even fucking know what I'm talking about. It, it was on a block of shows. I yeah. think that I would watch when I would fake sick. Yeah. On maybe. <laughs> I'm like the I Dream of Genie of your I world. I like that show too, man. <laughs> That this was on a great. block with Bewitched and Gilligan's Island. I would watch that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know until you know, relatively recently that you did uh, Bobby Hill's voice. And that, like, and everybody loves that fucking show. How many of those did you end up doing? Like 200 uh, we of them? Did, we did 13 seasons. I don't know uh, how many episodes that was, but... That was a huge break. Was that a blast? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, my ex-husband still enjoys it very much. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah, because he's, yeah. yeah, he's still, uh huh. Yeah. Fuck him, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Fuck him very much, sir. <laughs> um, anyway, no, no. <laughs> We're totally close. Anyway, uh, but that was an amazing thing to get because, like, you know, I do, like, I live in the animation world and so. You know, you, you go in and you do, like, auditions for things and you never know what you're going to get. And then, you know, they, like, I did, um, I, we did a voice to, like, the animatic, like, the pencil sketch. And I remember, and Greg Daniels said, I'm going to turn around, I don't want to offend you, but I have to look at the sketch and I don't want to look at you. And I was like, I, I don't fucking care, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I went through the whole process and then, I got the part and, you know, it was, it was just a job. Like, all the jobs that I was doing, which were fun, like, when I started doing, like, the, the kids' animation, like, the Disney stuff, it was, it was a, this great job. And then I became a mom and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm doing all these things my kids can watch. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I started doing King of the Hill and it's, like, primetime animation and they pre-sold the first season into syndication. Like, that's where, like, all, all the money is, and they got excited. I mean, we, I mean, nowhere near, like, The Simpsons juggernaut or whatever, but we would constantly get these scripts that were just unbelievable. Like, I thought the writing was so good. It was, it was actually incredible, and it was all, like, these fucking Jewish writers from Harvard. 
writing for all these Texans and whatever, and uh, just getting out their childhood and all their terrible things and any abuse they lived through and whatever. Shelby, don't let this hold you back. I know. No, it's um, but it was that that was the best job. Like we just we loved uh, doing that. We knew we knew we were lucky. Well, let's let's talk about Louie. Okay. You did. You were great on the the original one, the HBO one that was misunderstood. I love that show. I love that show too. Lucky Louie. Lucky Louie. Thirty. No, don't worry about it. Thank oh, you very wow. much. So I love you. So you did like you only did how many did you do of Lucky Louie? Like thirteen or what? How many? Yeah, we only did thirteen. And then they took it away. And then yeah. Louie, the survivor. We waited almost That's a year. Great, though. That's a season. Yeah, That's we feel lucky we did it, but we waited almost a year for them to tell us. They were like the whole year. They were like, "It's looking good." <laughs> and by the way, that so show excited. was flawless. It was so. It good. was flawless. Well, I think it was because like, people we didn't understand it. the conceit of it. Because when Louis explained it to me, the whole idea was like, we're going to do the Honeymooners on a set yeah. that, like the Honeymooners set, yeah. Yeah. no frills, and it's just going to be filthy and honest. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think people, I think that most people watched it and said, why didn't they put any money into the set? And it was this whole idea that it was going to be he, retro. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't want it. He wanted it to be bare bones. And like the day we did the camera test, they had like every kind of film available and the uh, gary halverson the director he was like he's like you're not gonna shoot this on video right you're just not gonna leave me hanging out to dry listen i have a black wife everything's gonna be fine everything's alternative (laughs) and we were like what okay (laughs) um and louis was like fuck you we're shooting it on video don't put her in plaid it looks like roseanne it's a brand new shirt we want it to be real (laughs) take her pants off But um, we loved it. I mean, it's like we did two shows a week and the audiences would scream and they would talk to us while we were doing the scenes. They were like, no, you did it. And we would be like, oh, my God. Like, we'd want to talk to them, but we're like, oh, my God, we're doing a show. Wait, can you say how you did it? Just because he was talking about this last week. You did two shows as in you did two tapings a night. Yeah, we actually... Most multicams do not do that. Yeah, we would, we would start work on Monday and we would have a show taping for audience by Thursday and then the next show Friday. And then we, would, we switched it, I guess, at the end to two shows on Fridays. I, yeah, and then you, you... Was that the first time you worked with Louie? How'd you get cast with that? Did, he just, did you just read he for saw me. He saw me in a show called Unscripted, I did, that... Um, uh, Steven Soderbergh and Grant Heslov and George Clooney produced and it was all like improv like they would say you know Grant was like okay Pammy you're an actress and you fuck Nick Panessa and you're in the acting class and then you hook her up I'm like I'm married I have three kids he's like nobody needs to know that I'm like I don't get it okay I'll fuck Nick Panessa in a car or whatever but it was like very experimental, so he saw me in that, and that's how we ended up doing. Like I auditioned for it, like everything else, like King of the Hill, like and everything. Now, and this last season of Louis, you like had a big arc. Yeah. Yeah. There was nudity, Louis' butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he always takes you... the nudity hits. <laughs> he loves it. I'm lucky, Louis. He had to show his dick. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and the, the weird and thing. Rick Shapiro. All well, the dick and balls was them, not me. Look, Rick Shapiro would show his dick now. If you asked him to come in, he would, he would gladly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
But yeah. Louis, the funny thing about him showing his dick is he somehow thought in his mind that he was going to get away with it. It happened very quickly, yeah. and within three minutes, it was on the internet, just frozen. Louis, Louis' dick. Yeah. Was he, I wonder, did... did he doesn't was, care. I know. He's like, I mean, in the, in the bathtub scene, he's like, oh, I gotta bend over, I gotta get in the thing, whatever, but... But it was literally his whole ass was, like, right there, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but you could have guessed. That's always my thing with nudity. I'm like, you can pretty much guess what anyone looks I like. I did naked. so many years of that on California. It's like, you know, you just... You kinda, like, I did so many years of that. You kind of just go like this, you know. I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. I, I know. I've done my podcast nude, but... Uh, have, you done, have you done any nude stuff on your show? Have you had to... They don't, no, we can't do it on IFC. We can't do the full nude thing. Well, so, and we, you can't, we can't do it on FX. You can't show nipples. Yeah. I've like, showed my nipples. I showed my nipples. nipples. I showed my nipples. But why can't you show women's nipples? Why can't you show, like, a tit? Yeah. But you can say, like, on Californication, we used to, like, bleep out. Like, we used to do a free TV version of, like, the bad language. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't say, like, fuck or shit or whatever because it would be on an airplane or like at a church Sunday or some whatever the fuck they were for but you could say bitch and whore and like anything that was derogatory against women I'd be like seriously this is okay but you can't say motherfucker <laughs> whatever so I don't know what's so the are you guys are you working with the with Louie on the next season yeah we're I mean that's not we're not starting that till next year because he took a break and he's doing like a really short season. He's yeah. going to do like eight episodes or something like that. How much do you work with him when you're doing the when you're putting together what's happening? Um, well, I I help cast the whole thing and then we we work on the whole season. And last season was great because um, Vernon Chapman yeah. and he and I got to work together a lot. And then Stephen Wright came in. And he was amazing to have around. He was just like... He's a very sweet guy. He oh, loves to laugh, that guy. He's a sweetheart. When he, sweetheart. When, when I have him on my he's podcast... He's a bumper. He wouldn't... He, he would... Stephen Wright, because like, he, when he would laugh, he would hide his mouth. And, and he would step back from the mic, and I'm like, no. People need to know that you're I know, human. He doesn't want to touch the thing, though. Oh, but no, but he just... He didn't want people to hear him laughing. I was like, you're like a normal guy. I know. He's so, he's so sweet and gentle, but I'm telling you, like, there's this uh, free radio station called The Sound, and I listen to it when I drive my oldest daughter to school in the morning, and they play, like, at quarter to the hour, they play, like, um, a comedian. Funnies. Yeah. yeah, and they were playing Stephen Wright on the morning I was driving her to school, and she was fucking dying. And it was so amazing to hear her take in Stephen Wright. It was awesome. Pam Adlon, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's move down. My next guest, I, I am... Uh, I engaged with on Twitter and it, it just never stopped. She's one of the, the filthiest tweeters and the funniest tweeters. It's all very specific. It's nasty shit. And I, I reached out to her and I said, do you talk like a person? And we went out and we had coffee. I'm like, I want you to come on the show. And she's like, yeah, I write with Laura Silverman. I'm like, I fucking know Laura Silverman. So 
Laura Silverman's a writer. She's Sarah Silverman's sister, and I and I first met her when she, when I was in college, and she was like really a cute Jappy girl, and had her hair flipped back and was wearing a parka. I remember Laura Silverman, but uh, Desi is a is a writer, and uh, and she's here now. Please welcome Desi Jedikin. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm excited you're here. I know, me too. Because you're so dirty and and <laughs> and, and, and like, the, but the weird thing is, have, do any of you follow her on Twitter? Any of you, Desi Jedikin, you should follow her because it's just nonstop alcohol and uh, vagina and fucking jokes in a positive Thank way. You. <laughs> but when I talked to you at the at, at, when we were having coffee, you're like, well, it's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it is all based in truth. Yeah. But it's slightly exaggerated. I mean, I'm not constantly coming <laughs> <laughs> over now, every little right. thing. Yeah, like I'm not like if I was tweeting this, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm coming so hard. Mark Marin is talking to me yeah. on a panel, but I'm not actually coming. Yeah. This guy's shaking his head. He's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think the, like what was it the other night? We I kind of freaked out because you brought up you brought up Skinnerd, and I'm like oh, fucking yeah. Skinnerd. Who I love Skinnerd, and then like we had this big thing. Then Patton got involved, and then all of yeah, a sudden it got became an international. I had event. like eight thousand notifications all of a sudden, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and he had Patton had like retweeted it or something, and then you got involved. What was the story again? It was like because said- the first time I was pissed on was at a Leonard Skinnerd concert, so I just. <laughs> tweeted that, you know, Friday night at home alone. <laughs> but, but what you told me when I, I hung out with you was like, that did happen. It did happen. It is true. It wasn't like sexual. I just got peed on by a concert I was going to say, was it like in the fun way? Or like it wasn't like a good way. way. Not like now, I mean. It wasn't like a sexual thing? <laughs> but no, you... it was just a random drunk guy and I went to move the string out of the way but it was actually a stream of urine. So he was just kind of sitting there with his dick hanging out of his zipper pissing across the aisle and I was like you know 16 that yeah. was what I was doing at 16 you were <laughs> moving urine your out hand of my, through my way of urine yeah. at a Leonard Skinner concert now exactly. to me I'm just going to put a couple of things together <laughs> You, you think he is string, and there's a guy pissing publicly, and he had a Skinner concert. See, I'm going to assume that you grew up in the South, and yes. I'm going to assume, like, because, like, for me, I was just excited that you were at a Skinner concert. Yeah. <laughs> but do you, are well, you, do you love Skinner? No, my mom went to high school with them, so that's why. How fucking great I was is that? Of Fuck all that. you judgmental people. <laughs> Leonard Skinner, man, Ronnie Van Zant, Gary Rosington, Alan Collins, <laughs> Artemis Pyle, Billy Powell, Steve Gaines later, and Ed King earlier. You know, I don't understand why they can't be elevated where they deserve. Why are you so judgmental? Well, the funny thing is, I remember when you first started following me on Twitter, the first time you ever liked anything that I did was this Leonard Skinner tweet. And I just remembered because you liked it like one second after I posted it, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was a Leonard Skinner tweet. I can't remember. I think it was like during the um, ending of How I Met Your Mother, and I wrote, um, <clears throat> your mom sucked my dick at a Leonard Skinner concert if my dad wrote How I Met Your Mother or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But I just remember you liked it right away because I was almost like, should I post this? And then I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One but, person likes it. <laughs> but you grew up around Skinner people. Yes. I, I not only 
did I grow up around them, but I thought that Ronnie Van Zant was my father briefly <laughs> when my mom told me that my dad wasn't my real dad. Yeah. I had this fantasy that it was Ronnie Van Zant, but he was dead, so I had this whole like, oh my God, I'll never meet him. He died in a fiery plane crash. This is terrible. <laughs> da, 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 da. And then it turned out my real dad was like this poor man's Ronnie Van Zant, like a total dirtbag, toothless Ronnie Van Zant. <laughs> look-alike or wannabe type where, guy. So. Where did you that. grow up exactly? I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, which is where Leonard Skinner is from. Yeah, hell yeah. And, um, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. So, yeah. And nice. what, like, but so, like, okay, so okay. I don't want to be judgmental. Okay. <laughs> but, like, it, it seems a, a little, like, is white trash a bad thing to say? Um, well, we were white trash, but we were also Mormon, so it was a little elevated. <laughs> You were Mormon? Well, my mom was raised Mormon, but she obviously left the pack very early to yeah. fuck guys in Leonard Skinner and whatnot. <laughs> she was like 16 and you know, yeah. out there fucking and yeah. whatever. In the Mormon uh, way, yeah. Yes, exactly. Only anal, so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this um, is why you should follow her on Twitter. How great is that? That really happens, though, apparently. It's Catholics. true. It's, it's like Mormon thing. birth control. Yeah. I knew that about my grandmother and grandfather at a very young age. Like, that they were ass-fucking? Yeah, because my, yes, my grandmother had 12 kids, and that was how they didn't have kids. They would fuck in the ass. And they, this came up at dinner? or? I was actually... <laughs> I mean, how do you sit we down with your grandmother? We were bearing our testimony at church, yeah. and uh, it just came up. Did you just make this connection, or was it a known no, thing? No, I think it was like, I was like, oh, oh. Like that because they were like, oh, we still have sex. Yeah. I just took. I, I knew a lot about sex at a very young age because my mom fucked a lot <laughs> in front of me or in the. Like she, didn't, she didn't really. <laughs> this is. She didn't uh, really <laughs> hide it from me. But but not like in front of you. Like hey, Desi, come here. Kind of. Really. Like, she would get drunk at parties and I'd be like walking and she'd be like in the atrium riding some guy. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys it's funny. Atrium, it's really though. funny. <laughs> I laugh about you it. She had an atrium. Yeah, well, a... it was a rental, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, a cool uh, rental. Not a lot of boundaries in the no, house. No, 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 no. Not at all. So, so when, did, when did you run away? I did. <laughs> She's all like sad for me. It's okay. I'm writing a book about it. It's fine. <laughs> Where, where I'm is, grateful. Where, where does that book start? The times my uh, mom fucked in front of me? Yeah, it's a sad, sad story of a girl coming of age with her mom fucking in front of her. <laughs> but it's really happened. It's, sadly, it's exactly... I honestly didn't know it was abnormal until my friends would sleep over. And I was like... They would be like, what's a slut? And I'd be like, oh, well, slut is when your mom fucks guys. Let's go to the atrium. When you hear your mom say, I want to fuck, and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's a slut, my mom. Mm -hmm. I learned early on to like embrace that and kind of get cool popularity points. Yeah. I knew a lot about sex, so I just kind of. You could bring people over and go like, just hang out. Hey, there's my mom. She just got breast implants. (laughs) Look at them. (laughs) (laughs) They were. (laughs) What's the matter with? Get on the mic. That was weirdly, to me, the darkest part of this whole thing. 
that your mom got breast implants. She denied it too, which was but the was weird it, doesn't part. Doesn't it take a couple days? You have to get a surgery. Where, did you have a babysitter for when she was no. getting surgery? I was the babysitter because I have two younger sisters. It's outpatient. So, yeah, it's outpatient. It's all crazy. <laughs> She did have to go back in, so she probably got fucked too hard and split the stitches. Oh so my do god! You, do you still hold on? Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. We're live. We're livening up the show. <laughs> this is an amazing tra- story about a difficult childhood. Yeah. I'm glad my niece I'm, is here to hear I'm this. Because <laughs> she just has to deal with my lunatic brother. I know my, it could be worse. <laughs> I don't know. That's if it, my lesson. <laughs> it could always be worse. Yes, absolutely. And you, when did you come out to LA? Um, like ten years ago. And you've just been writing and. Yeah, I started. I, I thought I would do stand up, but that didn't go well because I would tell jokes and everyone would be like, "Oh, that's so sad." <laughs> so By then the way, I started, that continues way yeah, into a exactly. stand up career. That I would have stopped. like fifteen thousand people not laughing at my jokes in big stadiums. Well, so you're you doing just, okay. You just got up and just told the truth, and they were like, oh. I would try to format the jokes and like really because the st- the class was like six weeks, and you'll be doing stand up. Like anyone can do stand up, so I would take the format they gave me and insert my sad childhood joke. Like it's really hard when your mom's fucking guys in front of you, and like so you had to do everything in that joke format, and then you'd have to do like an act out, like you know when she told me about the, this is so horrible. I'm sorry, I'm doing this. When she told me about the birds and the bees, she would say, "Do you know how babies are made?" And I would say, "No, but I know that after two daiquiris, you like it hard and deep." <laughs> and then everyone would be like, "Oh, that's, that's so joke. sad," and like everyone was just like depressed. <laughs> But then I did have a gay, depressive writing partner in that class who didn't show up the first class. And then his first joke to me was, it's really hard when you're sexually molested as a child. And I was just like, where were you first week? I don't say this sarcastically or sardonically. You okay. sound pretty healthy about it. Like, you don't, I mean, seriously. I don't agree. <laughs> It's somewhere in between, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but but you were, where are you writing for now? Well, I'm writing with Laura. Yeah. And then I write for like a Cracked for Teens. <laughs> she used to write for Cracked, yeah. It's not Cracked. It's Cracked. It's kind of like a lamer, Which one? stupid... Ugh, I don't even want to say it's too embarrassing. But I'm also writing on my book. That's like my big thing. <laughs> but, I, but I love the idea that you have this, uh, this weird, dark, demented past and you've processed it and you're just writing cute things for 15-year-olds. I have to be careful. I do get in trouble a lot when you bring uh, from up my your boss. Mom. Where yeah. I'll make jokes about like my child, <laughs> like in a thing about like Britney Spears or you know like whoever Ariana Grande. I'm like that. Like what happened to me with yeah. my dad? Yeah, you know, came on my shoe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please Sorry. tell me he didn't come on your shoe. <laughs> no, that's a bit exaggerated. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. So wait. It was more innocent. Are you? <laughs> it's an accident. Like if there's you know, if there's come in motion anywhere around children, it's bad. Oh. Yeah. It's it's not. There's no whoops involved when it's sort of like what what, what was that? I'm sorry. I was just over here Excuse doing something. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was working in the yeah. kitchen. I was building something in the workshop. <laughs> and I got come you on my hand. You should have knocked. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well. Anyway. So what, what kind of stuff are you writing with Laura? TV ideas and stuff? Oh, yeah. We wrote two pilots. Oh, so, so you're out there trying to sell them? Yeah. Well, good luck with it. Thank you. Desi Jedekin. Got one more. That's very good. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's my pleasure to bring up this next comedian who I saw in Minneapolis the first time, and I had her open for me, and then I think it's my fault that she moved here. Is, is that possible, Amber? Amber Preston, ladies and gentlemen. Vegan, gluten-free, so Shelby, <laughs> I don't what know do if you, you can got? have any or not. Gluten-free what? Vegan, gluten-free cookies for you because uh, these, I, oh. I have nothing to add to this. Yes, you do. I don't have come shoes, yes, pee you stories. Do. Yes, I don't you have, do. I can tell you guys what it's like to have a day job in a cafe. That's what I'm bringing to the table. There's pine nuts, yeah. um, some burnt peanut butter and jelly, coconut chocolate Did you chip. make these? No. Oh, all right. No. Thumbprints. They're good. Happy birthday. So what the birthday. fuck is happening, man? I moved here uh, yeah. to tell jokes. Yeah. And uh, hello. Hey, okay. And uh, it's hot. Yeah. So hot. So is it working out okay? Because I felt kind of bad. Because I was like, you got to go to L.A. You got to go to L.A. Yeah. And then you came here. And then I don't know. What, what have you been up <laughs> I to? I didn't talk to you. And then nothing. And then yeah. I just live in my room waiting for you to text me back. And it's, <laughs> tonight is the first time I've been out. So it's but what, good. But you had to get out of Minnesota. Come on. Yes. Oh, no. Minneapolis is great, yeah. uh, but I wanted, you know, I wanted to be like Shelby and get some shit done. Yeah. Sixteen years after, uh, <laughs> what she's doing, I'm just trying to get a job from all of you at some point okay. up here today. Uh, what's happening? Um, and what, I'm doing stand up and yeah. So, jokes. but Minneapolis, like yeah. Minnesota, like there's a whole <laughs> world up there, and and you lived in it. Yeah, real people. Yeah, I know. Real people. How's your, what are you feeling about LA? I like it. The first few months uh, are nice, and I had I had a fellow back home, and I'd mm -hmm. call and like do shows, and then uh, a couple months ago, I got straight up dumped, like straight up. Like you see those movies, and you're like, oh, I don't believe like that girl. They they think they're going to dinner, and it's going to be a proposal, and then it's like, oh no, just kidding. He's sleeping with your best friend. That happens in real life. <laughs> Was he sleeping? He wasn't. He sleeping. wasn't. I don't think so, but I I don't know. I don't know because did you do it over the phone or in person? Over the phone, over the phone, over the phone. I have nothing to contribute but bitterness and anger, so you can, you can take a break. I got it. And <laughs> I got this. I'm so furious. <laughs> Just have a cookie, hun. Have a cookie. Yeah. But I'm still Minnesota yeah. nice, so I'm like, I'm fucking pissed, but have a cookie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm real mad about but it. You but moved, I mean, you yeah. left him and moved to LA, and yes. then were surprised that he broke up with you? No, no. Oh, he was part of the, I was, we were going to move together, and I was kind of waiting, and then a friend of mine had an opening in her house, and he said, babe, you should go for it. You've been wanting to move for a while. You've got friends out there. Uh, you did a live WTF one time. That's, you know, yeah. uh, five more Twitter followers. So I really am gaining. <laughs> yeah, but um, aren't you happy that you didn't have to go back to Minneapolis to get broken you, up with? Hush your mouth, young lady. Have you been to Minneapolis? She's never seen Purple Rain. She doesn't know shit. Okay, Minneapolis is awesome. I apologize for the language, but I've been sitting over there enjoying everyone's success stories, and I'm like, Minneapolis is great. No, it is great. I it is great. No, it, it is, is great. Yeah. You come sometime. My mom will make you a ham sandwich. I like it. It is great. But she's in Fargo, but they'll friend. Uh, they do come to Minneapolis now when I'm there because they're so worried about my fragile state. Uh, <laughs> I love Minneapolis. It's great. Okay, so, so this listen. Guy, yeah. We're going to be together, and then I was going home every month for road work to say sure. hello and, mm -hmm. you know, have uh, a yeah. sexy time, right, Desi? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then on a Wednesday night before I was going back to officiate my cousin's wedding. So, yeah. Okay, Wednesday, we have Saturday, I'm officiating the wedding. Yeah. Tuesday, I'm doing my first big headlining week at Acme. Oh, yeah. hey now. Recording an album. Wowzer, you guys, big time. Yeah. Uh, 
the By Wednesday. By the way, that is big, a big is deal. Big that is a big don't deal. Don't minimize that. No, it is. Until the Wednesday before all this happens, you get a phone call that's like, yeah, I don't think this is working out. Uh, I don't think I'm going to make it to that wedding. And you were in town? I, was just, I wasn't even in town yet. I was, I was here. I was in L.A., not in Minneapolis. And he said, I know you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's why I put on a sassy wrap dress, and here I am <laughs> doing it. Oh I had some fresh lifesavers from Pamela, and life is good. So no, it's good, but it is a little, like now I'm like, I'm single in LA. <laughs> what am I going to like get to know somebody? Yeah, I don't know how it works. Have you tried? How long has it been since you broke up? Three months. How long Two months. were you with him? Four years. Four years. Four years. So you, yeah. oh man. So like, uh, get so on you, Tinder. Yeah. I try, I, I downloaded it and then I delete it and I de- like, what am I, I like, I just do it in real life. Like I just swipe at people. <laughs> like, I'm like, come here. I tried to get here early enough to stalk Joey McIntyre. I thought that was going to happen. He's not here, is he? Oh, <laughs> that was your big plan? Oh, my God. Could you, like, like I'd, you know, hey. <laughs> but, what, so, but have, you, have you, like, been lashing out to that guy? Are you talking no, about? No, no. Nothing? I, I, I'm very Scandinavian. Like, it is, it's like, I will hang on to this. And, and, <laughs> and it's just going to simmer. Someday, <laughs> someone's going to get an earful at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Did no, you, I get really bitter. Like, like I have like breakup Tourette's. Like I'll just like for no reason I'll be like that motherfucker, and yeah. it's like while I'm boxing up the cookies, like just <laughs> just out of nowhere. Yeah, like or I went to uh, it manifested like I was at I found uh, what's that bookstore downtown that's beautiful the last the last bookstore yeah, yeah. that nobody told me about. You have to tell people when they come here. It's amazing. Yeah, it's and big, I walked in place. and I was like, this is so beautiful. You know who would really like this? Someone whose name I'm not going to say because he doesn't deserve to get it on the podcast. <laughs> That's, that's as sassy as I get. Uh, for the listeners, I waved a finger gently and nodded my head. So I walk around and I'm like, this is so beautiful. And then I'll find a book that I think he'd like. And I'm like, this fucking asshole. And then I like hide it behind other books. <laughs> as if he's going to be there. I'm like, he's not going to find it because he doesn't live here. And even if he comes to visit, it's going to be under this other shitty book. So there. <laughs> So I'm angry. Now, is that, but is it really true? Like, you grew up like this idea that like, like Minnesotans or Scandinavians, is it really that repressed? I mean, you're, it is. And I've been to Sweden, yeah. and it's the motherland. They, like, they, they just even walk with their arms crossed. Like, they don't even move off the, out of the way on the sidewalk because they don't even want to like, acknowledge that there could be an, em- an emotion coming at them. They just. Oh, Were your parents like that? Oh, yeah. My dad, I don't think he's ever said he loves me, but like, he asked me about my car all the time. So I feel. Like, and when I go back home now, they never cared about stand-up. And like, maybe, oh, how's it, how's it going, you know? Uh, they don't know. There's always, like, a weird concern to they're, it. They're very, I just, they tell my sister all the time, I don't know. I think she should just give that up. <laughs> okay. And my mom said I need to write new material. So I was like, you've oh, seen me shit. twice in the last, like, two years. Uh, Have you but, brought, do you talk about them in your act? Oh, yeah. And yeah. They're, they've had enough? Well, they just say really wish it. My dad asks, he, this is, this, look at me, I'm going to be gross. Check okay. this out. Uh, <laughs> my dad uh, sharded at my baptism. And, uh, on the way, not at, like, you know, didn't dip me in the water. Right? That's disgusting. Thank you. Uh, and I tell that story a lot, then he gets kind of... Embarrassed. Like, I wish you wouldn't say that. <laughs> that's, his, that's anger for him? Yeah, he goes, yeah, I really wish you wouldn't tell that story. <laughs> oh, good. 
<laughs> Do you have uh, siblings? Yeah. How many? Two. One is lives at home with my parents. I'm trying to get her to move here. How so old is she? She's 25. Uh-huh. So just a couple years younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah. And then my brother is a dirty, dirty hippie in Montana who just had a baby, an oopsie-daisy grandbaby, so... He's the winner of all. A what baby? Well, oh, like he knocked guy. a lady. What up. did he name that thing? Uh, Eris. Hmm. Nice. But if you check this out, yeah, no, he's a dirty hippie. If it was a boy, the name was going to be Graffiti. <laughs> Don't do drugs, Shelby. Don't Wait, do drugs. How, how is Eris spelled? Is it H E I R E? No, A R A R I S. She's got. You have like some smart thing to say about, it, don't you? You know what that name means? No, no, I'm just oh, curious. Uh, A-R-I-S. It's okay, like Greek cool. something right it's there. Gr- what you were it? thinking. You're so smart. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, I was just like, it'd what, be weird. Are you going like, to get yeah. mad at Shelby now? What's happening? I'm just jealous. <laughs> what is She's it? got a good head on what, her shoulders. What does the name mean? She doesn't want to date. I just, you know. I have like 12 fake teeth, though, so. <laughs> you have fake teeth? From what? Swimming? <laughs> From Swimming? <laughs> How would that happen with I me in your just, fucking I just, mind? I just, when I... She just sw- took a bite out of the side of the pool? This is, when I picture swimming, I'm such a catastrophic thinker. All I do is picture myself diving and my teeth hitting the bottom of the pool. Oh. I'm sorry. That's where my brain goes. So when I think swimming, I just think like... That's the grossest thing that's been said. Really? Yeah. The, that's just how... That's just a day in the life. It's how, very how'd you lose your teeth, Shelby? I didn't lose... I... I have crown. I have. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have like crowns and root canals and stuff. Okay, fine. That was. <laughs> I no, really thought there Eris was gonna. Ryan. I thought there was gonna Beautiful be some meat girl. on that somehow. No. Nothing. I have just crowns. There's no story. The fuck, Amber. What? God damn it! So what do you want to do? Just go out and fuck? What's happening? No, I don't think so. That sounds like it's just a proposition. Because you're not, you're not, no, I'm just saying that. Why like, not? I'm not, you're leaning in, close talking to everybody else. Right? People up in their business. Got my nice wrap dress on. Okay, I changed my mind. <laughs> Dude, come on. Dude, I don't you're, think not gonna, so. well, you're not going to be able to date for a while because no. you're too angry and yeah. you're too emotionally hurt. And, yeah. So fuck the guys. Just yeah. focus on, on putting together a one-person show about that guy. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to go to a one-person show about a woman who's been broken up with. <laughs> if you just, like, completely lost it, I would love it. Just, like, use it to purge all this Scandinavian history. Yeah. You can turn it around. You can, like, you're, you can just erase all of that repression yeah. and just scream and cry and blood and stuff. Like well, a bucket like, of it. Oh, like sure. Not, yeah. Props. I don't know. No. I have been having a little more fun on stage. Just you have? being a little silly. Because you have, a, like, you have an edge, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, but I don't like to swear on stage, so I don't give an F. <laughs> you don't swear on stage? Not really. Because <laughs> you can't? Are you biologically know. not I able? I don't like it. <laughs> do you do it in real life? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. So when you go back, like, what, what, what have you been doing out here? Where have you been working? What clubs? <laughs> Working uh, is a relative term. Mm. Uh, no, I just did Meltdown on Wednesday night. That was super fun. It worked out. Yeah, it was really fun. I actually I had this to promote, so I felt real fancy. It was good. <laughs> yeah. And I made some young men hold my shoe. That's my. I make. Uh, I made um, cute boys in the front row hold my shoe because it's a heavy shoe, and I wanted them to feel how sensible it was. <laughs> I don't think that's how you get to third base anymore. <laughs> Hold my shoe. Yeah, it's a, it was a cute clog. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, 
dance goes. It's a good, sturdy shoe. Like, did you grow up eating that fish and stuff? Ludafus, you yeah. bet. I'm related to Lawrence Welk. You what? You're related to Lawrence Welk? Yep. Was that like a family thing that was talked oh, about yeah. a lot? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That polka dancing. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> they, that's a different accent, though. I can't do that one. But uh, yeah, it was. How are you related to Lawrence Welk? My grandmother on my mother's side and him are first cousins or something like that. Or, or the whole town is lying to me. I don't know. <laughs> like everybody in that small town, Lytton, Strasburg, North Dakota, everybody says. And, they all, and then they all say, well, I really thought he was, we were going to get some of that money, you know. But <laughs> The Lawrence Welk <laughs> that, fortune. The Lawrence Welk fortune. That, that polka booty. Yeah, that bubble money. Yeah. Yeah, that polyester money. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I love you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Eat a have a cookie. And you were very funny. It was very funny. Oh, thank you. And please, please give it up for Amber Preston. <laughs> That's our show. Amber Preston, Desi Jedikin. Pam Adelon, Shelby Farrow, Whitney Cummings. Start the music. Thank you, LA Podfest. Thank you for the cupcakes. Thank you for coming. I hope you had a nice time. Good night.